I, I think Matt Campbell could go anywhere and be successful. I think he could coach your Pop Warner team and and be successful. But, but, Welcome into another edition of the Commit Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Casty. Rob, how are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, man. I Before we get into the Matt Campbell Podcast, I want to amend my Commitment Issues pick for worst Power 5 team to, to show NC State, please. I, I just cannot believe how bad this team is I'm watching right now. It's disgusting. Yeah, I was actually trying to put it on because uh, – I was waiting to see our boy, Mr. Shut Up and Train's son, enter the game. Uh, what's the score? Is twenty-one to three? Is it still twenty-one three? Twenty-one three, but it, uh, I mean, we've got muffed punts. We, I mean, we've got it all. It's it's bad news. Yeah, I don't know. They're on like their third quarterback. I, I I don't really. I mean, they've had a lot of guys go to the NFL over the past few years, and I think they're not exactly the kind of school that can just reload on a yearly basis. I think they may need some time to uh, stock the cupboards again. So. Maybe a down year, rebuilding year, Rob. Yeah, but I mean, I previously thought Georgia Tech might be the worst Power 5 team, but I, I do not believe that to be the case anymore. Yeah, Georgia Tech's kind of like hot and cold. One week they'll look really good, and then like last week they just got murdered by uh, Virginia Tech. So, uh, <laughs> I thought, uh, boy, I got a lot of – we heard a lot about uh, Iowa State this week, and we'll talk about them later. Uh, as they failed to cover against Texas, and somehow it was the biggest win of the season. Uh, but, but let's jump right into the games. Uh, <laughs> last week, by the way, do you know what your record was last week? I have no idea. 14-6-1. Wow. Yeah, huge week for you. I went 10-10-1. You are now 18 games above 500 on the season, 103-85-4. And, and this is the third year in a row. I've done pretty well, so I hope people are following these picks because I'm not making all of them, so... Well, listen, now eight, 18 above, that's a serious number. That's not like, okay, you know, I'm 96, 92, and 4, which is 4 above. I mean, that's, you know, you've opened up a, a lead on me. But to be 18 games above 500, I'm sorry. That's that's something to be proud of. So congrats to you on that. Let's, oh, thanks, Woody. Let's hope uh, you don't blow it here. <laughs> the last yeah. stretch of the season. Because championship week is the hardest. That's one of the hardest weeks. Well, really bowl games. I can, I can, I've lost. No. If I saw my like lifetime net betting on bowl games, I would shriek in horror. Listen, we're not going to do bowl games this year. I'm not going to let us. We're not doing it. That's good. So, so I'm going to talk us out of it. All right. Game of the week. Penn State traveling to Ohio State. Uh, this one kicks off with the old big noon window. Luckily, I'll be driving home from Nashville trying to watch in my car and not die. By the way, the Fox streaming products, I'm sorry. I know Fox is owned by Disney now. Disney, let's step it up because the current Fox streaming products fail to work for me every week. Do you ever stream those games? Yeah, it's brutal. Sometimes when it goes to commercial, you have to reset the app because it just freezes. Right. Now, this is over the air. This is an over the air game. So if I was home, I'd be all set. I'd just hook up the old antenna, but uh, I will be on the move and that's going to be tough. I might actually watch at least the first half before I even leave town because it starts at 11 Central. Uh, Ohio State is an 18 and a half point favorite. They get Chase Young back. <sighs> what do you say, Rob? I think I'm going to take Ohio State. I think Penn State can hang in there. Uh, the, you know, I. I think the talent discrepancy isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. I think Ohio State eventually is not going to cover a giant number. Uh, I think this is going to be it. I think Penn State, I don't think they're going to win the game outright, but I think that I could see this being a close game in the fourth quarter. Okay, so you'll take that. I, I just think, I know Ohio State's due for a close game. I think it's more likely to come against Michigan uh, than Penn State. I think Penn State's kind of a little bit of fool's goat. By the way, <laughs> this will start our complaining about right what he complains about how are they ranked ahead of minnesota that just beat them like 10 days ago yeah with the same exact record i don't know <laughs> yeah i have no like this is what this is why i say like there's no point in sitting here debating these rankings because they don't make any sense penn state and minnesota played 10 11 days ago minnesota won and they have the same record and now penn state's ranked ahead of them yeah, that makes zero sense. Where are we at in society? <laughs> so, so that's why it's like I listen to – so every this is the time of year that every college football podcast I turn it, I listen to just turns into a 900 hypotheticals. Oh, yeah. Okay, Rob. So what if an asteroid strikes <laughs> Ohio State Stadium, wiping Ohio State and Penn State off the map? Does UCF make the What playoffs? does that mean for Oregon? 
No, it's not going to happen. Like we oh, have to sit drop? here and listen. To, well, t- could two loss? Uh, could a two loss Georgia team make it? No, they can't. They won't. What are we talking about? Anyway, I'm. I, I know I'm more passionate about this than you because I listen to too many podcasts. But that's what happens when I'm on the move all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it seems like it always has to do with the Pac-12, right? It's like, what if an asteroid hits? hits the game and this and this happens. What does that mean for Oregon? <laughs> the end is always, what does that mean for the Pac-12? Right. right. Well, the Pac-12 was eliminated before the season even started, according to every single person. So I'm surprised they're allowed to be in the rankings. Uh, I mean, there's no way they're getting in, right? <laughs> I think I think Oregon gets in if LSU wins out. Uh, I, I imagine them moving up and, and getting in there because Georgia would lose, and I think they'd jump Alabama. But I don't know, man. I mean, as I always tell people, fans of every team, once you lose one game, that's it. All bets are off, man. You're just like you're at the mercy. You know, you're at the mercy of this random committee. Good <laughs> things Penn State, Oregon, Vong's ranked over Minnesota despite the same record and a head-to-head right. loss. Yeah. Right. Two weeks ago. It's not like they played in August. They just played the other day. That's what I don't understand. Like, oh, it's like, oh, who's, is it about, now, Rob, is it most deserving or the best four teams? It's like, I don't know or care. I just, just, we need to, that's the other thing. We will need to expand it. If Oregon doesn't get in. Uh, and one of the big 12 teams doesn't get in, we're going to have to listen to all summer of expansion. Well, the big 12 is not getting in. Well, I don't know, Rob, if uh, Oklahoma... No, maybe, maybe uh, Iowa State. <laughs> yeah, Iowa State's probably going to get in. So, hey, if it's the best teams, you know, not most deserving, which is it? Most deserving are the best teams. Um, and I know we just talk about nothing, so I shouldn't make fun of other people for talking about nothing. But for me to get like this, where I just can't get worked up about it, other than to get mad about the lunacy of, number eight Penn state being ranked ahead of number 10 Minnesota when they just played 10 days ago. Um, all right. Next game, Alabama, Western Carolina. There's no line that I see here. How many touchdowns does Mac throw in this game? <laughs> um, a lot. Five. I'm going to go with five and then they'll bench him in favor. Of, maybe four, four, they'll bench him in favor of somebody else. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they played all three, if they played a two, his little brother, if they played a, uh, our boy, uh, I want to say Derek Tyson, but that's not his name. Right. He's the former ESPN reporter. Yeah. His last name is Tyson, right? The I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Where'd he come from? He's uh, Bear Bryant's grandson, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. We got to get him out there at a home game. So uh, hopefully he gets in the action as well. By the way, Najee Harris now with 876 rushing yards. Going to hit 1K. Had a boy, uh, Najee, living up to that uh, number one ranking. So uh, we, we're rooting for Mac. By the way, I've been listening because Tua has been uh, got knocked out and that was such a big story. Now, like people that don't even really talk about college football, like <laughs> I was watching PTI the other day and Tony Kornheiser goes, and Mac Jones, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Mac will keep, Matt probably has that recorded somewhere and we'll keep it forever. Yeah, there's a lot of like shots at Matt, like veiled shots at Matt. They're like, I assume he's good because Alabama recruited him. Uh, there's a lot of comments like that being made, which I've really been. So, yeah, let me tell you, Tony, Mac just really wants to coach the sorority football team and he never really wanted to play. This, this was never in the plans. <laughs> right, exactly. What's funny is. Uh, normally I would send that type of stuff to Mac and make fun of him, but I feel like, you know, this is not the time to, uh, to be mocking him like I normally would. Um, I actually went to Mac's first game when he played against, when they played against Florida state and he was the third string quarterback and he was so nervous during the pregame. Like I thought he was going to pee his pants. So, and that was, (laughs) (laughs) it was very, very funny. Yeah. So anyway, we love Mac and we we hope for a big game this week. And then we'll talk about him a lot more when they play Auburn, Uh, Minnesota, the number 10 team and falling going to Northwestern where they're 13 and a half point favorites. I got news for you. Minnesota is going to win this game by 40 points. Yeah, I'm with you. Northwestern is really bad, uh, and their offense is particularly really bad. They went on a streak there where they didn't score for like what two games or something. Yeah, then they they beat they played like who did they play? It's like UMass. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they won. They won, but they still didn't even cover. They I know they port, they scored a lot of points, but I mean the disrespect. I, I know there's this 
this notion that Northwestern has some great defense. It's not, it's not that good. They're bad. They're just a bad team. No, they're going to get their doors blown off. Uh, give me give me the Gophers. You know what really makes me mad about Northwestern is we constantly have to hear about Hunter Johnson being a five-star quarterback and how bad he sucked. I mean, it, it, I, I wasn't a big Hunter Johnson fan when he was in high school. Um, I can't say he has one of, the heart, one of the strongest arms I've ever seen from a quarterback, but I mean, if you had to say, like, here's a guy who may not live up to his billing, you know, he would have been on the list. I also think that their offensive system, they need to make a change there. They need to figure something out because he, he can't be that bad. Clemson did recruit him after all, right? That's true. He was a victim of the Trevor Lawrence throwing out everybody out of the battle royal, right? When everybody right. transferred. Yeah, when like five people transferred. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up. Boy, what? This is the week where you look at the SEC schedule and you just want to puke. Samford traveling to Auburn. Come on, Do we have man. to pick all these games? No, no, no. Okay. Well, they don't have lines, but it's just like I'm okay. going down my list here, and it's like, okay, Samford. I was hoping we were going to get a list of who's who, but they only have stats for the kicker. Mitchell, by the way, Mitchell Finneran, not a bad kicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game. Uh, that game, by the way, is at Jordan Hare Stadium. Did you know that, Rob? Yeah, I have not heard anybody call it that. Did you read that article I sent you? Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen it. I just noticed a bunch of people saying it all of a sudden. And I was like, why is everyone saying Jordan? And they said, that's how the guy who it's named after said it. It's like, his name isn't yeah. Jordan. Anyway. Yeah, well, sorry, loser. It's Jordan. Uh, I, Illinois traveling to Iowa. Iowa, 15 and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to take the Illini. There's a lot of huge lines today. Illinois is uh, much better than a lot of people think. And I think that they keep this game within 15 and a half. I don't think Iowa's built to blow anybody out. I think I've said that about a million times. What, what time's the kickoff? It's one of those early ones, a nooner. Oh, God. It's the hangover. It's the hangover 1710 thriller. Yeah, I'm t- I'm, I'm with you. I'll take the Illini. Yeah, 15 and a half. You'd be like, <laughs> they may not score 15 and a half points total. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, Oklahoma State traveling to West Virginia. Oklahoma State is the number 21 team in the country. What, what, do they just want to stick a Big 12 team in? They just want to stick Big 12 teams in the back of the rankings, don't they? Well, I'm taking Oklahoma State. I think West Virginia won last week. I, I mean, Kansas State is not a good football team. Uh, their personnel lacks. I still think West. I, I still think West Virginia is a bad football team, despite the win last week. And I'm taking. I'm taking. Uh, well, we I'm have a bit. Of, well, we have a wild card here. Did you know that Spencer Sanders is out for the season as a thumb injury? I did not know that. So that would bring in uh, Drew yeah, Brown, yeah, the, the guy whole, that almost won the job in camp, the Hawaii transfer. Yes. Yeah, they had a competition now in camp, and he almost won it. I mean, if you remember, this wasn't announced until like. A day before the game or the day of the game? We almost um, won it. He was in it last. I felt like, oh, no, maybe he had to sit out last year. But they brought him into play. They thought he was going to be the guy. So I'm still going to take the pokes. Okay, it is a six-point line. You know what? I'm taking West Virginia just because, just because like, these games at West Virginia – I don't know what the deal is, but like maybe, maybe it's the elevation. Maybe yeah, you got now you got to fly into you got to fly into Pittsburgh and then drive an hour and a half. I mean that's probably part of it. Not to mention flies the, into Morgantown. The fo- the foliage this time of year just magnificent. Really puts you in a chill vibe. You want to drink a <laughs> microbrew. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they do that in Morgantown. I think it's more Miller Lights and burning couches. Uh, all right, Kansas traveling to. The best six and four team in the history of college football, number twenty-two in the college football rankings, ranked ahead of USC, Iowa State. Twenty-four and a half point favorites. It's in Ames. Yeah. Give me the Jays, just out of pure spite. <laughs> the, the question is: Has Kansas like shut it down or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I true. think that's the. That's the difference. I will take Kansas because I am incapable of picking Iowa State. By the way, Iowa State didn't cover last week. So, like I said, I mean, Texas. By the way, this is Texas just terrible. This is your Tom. You should be People are really starting to come after Tom Herman a little bit, aren't they? So we were on the rankings call the other day, and uh, we were discussing a Texas commit, and one of the, the other people on the call said. Well, Texas is going to be going through a coaching search soon. And I was like, what? 
I said, yeah, yeah, Herman will be out. And I'm like, when? Well, not this year, but he's going to be on the hot seat. So They can't. I mean, they paid him a lot of money. I don't know. I guess he's out. Getting fired per uh, the rankings call. I mean, could you see? I mean, if what's he got to do, right? I mean, he's got to win eight games eventually. That's not enough. Well, they're not good. I mean, <laughs> I mean last year there was there was a lot of expectations. I know they had a ton of injuries, but it's like I don't know, man. I think last year last year should buy him two more years at least. But I don't know. Everyone wants to fire everyone now. That's it. They should have hired Matt Rule. Like I said, well, you you know what's crazy? If you go back and look at like like pick a legendary coach. Like someone that like people revere as being like an all time yeah, great. It takes coach a little while to get it going. Right. The the field in Oregon is named like Rich Brooks Field. If you go look at his record, he went like two and ten for like a decade. <laughs> like, how are these coaches? Nobody cared back then. They just let people be terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think so. <laughs> I think I mean even like Bill Snyder, he came he came into a terrible program. Uh, and was very bad for a while before he started to get that thing going. I think I, I have to look at the Saban record, but something tells me he wasn't great in year three, was he? Uh, okay, hold on. I'm, look, I'm busy looking at Rich Brooks. <laughs> so I pulled up his record here, right? Okay. Somehow he was the coach at Oregon from 1977 to 1994, in which they didn't go to a bowl game the first 12 seasons he well, was they also there. weren't paying him a billion dollars. That's the other big issue. Right. Now all these coaches are getting paid, you know, everything. Uh, back then he was probably getting paid, what, like $300,000 a year max? Right, but can you imagine a coach not going to a bowl game for 12 years? <laughs> the coach. And then his best season, he went 8-4 and four in 1989, 8-4 and four in 90, then bounced back with a 3-8, and 6-6, six and 5-6, six, and 9-4, six, and, and, and we went 9-4, and four. he bailed. Then he went to the NFL, and he coached the Rams, and it was terrible. Comes back to college football and goes to Kentucky, proceeds to go 4-8, and eight, <laughs> Two and nine, three and eight, still doesn't get fired. <laughs> and then goes eight and five, eight and five, seven and six, seven and six, which at Kentucky, as we've seen, is fine. Uh, but he must have retired after that last seven and six. Won three straight bowl games at Kentucky from 06 to 08. That was a pretty good little run for old Rich. Until uh, you get a stadium named yeah. after you. Well, so you want to hear a funny story? When they named the state, so I always thought he was a terrible coach, right? And this is, you know, when I was like 10. <laughs> so I thought he was a bad coach. Um, and then when they went to the Rose Bowl, he immediately bailed. So I showed up at the game that they were dedicating the field to him with a sign that said, duck you, Brooks, we're glad you're gone. <laughs> oh, how old are you in this? I don't know, 11. Oh, my God. No, I, um, <laughs> they wouldn't let me bring it in. Uh, Censorship. They, they confiscated it. Yeah, it's like a free Hong Kong uh, <laughs> sign or something. So, okay, so Nick Saban at Michigan State went six, five, and one, six and six, seven and five, seven and six. He would have gotten fired after that fourth year, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then he went nine and two and bailed. Uh, and then he was at LSU and went eight and four, 10 and three, eight and five. He definitely would have been on the hot seat headed into the year of which they won the national championship 13 and one. So <laughs> I, sh- I just can't believe, like, I, I'm not saying top, obviously, you know, Tom Herman was viewed as a long-term hire by you when he got That's hired. For sure. but it's just crazy. That's like, I just hadn't noticed. I'm not in coaching hot seat bubble, but uh, anyway, moving on Boston college traveling to Notre Dame, Notre Dame, a 20 point favorite. Uh, I got Notre Dame here. Boston college, I have AJ Dillon and that seems to be about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, did Boston College did blow the doors off of NC State? <laughs> I'm watching now, and if that's their big win, uh, that's that doesn't say great things about the Eagles. I'm, I'm riding. Yeah, they've been real. They've been real helter skelter. They're five and five. They can still make a bowl game, but I think they're going to need to do it uh, next week. Texas State, who, by the way, I took the over at four and a half on the year. They would need to win the next two games, <laughs> which. Uh, doesn't appear likely because they're playing App State at App State, where App State is a 29-point favorite. 
So I can't even really hedge here because it's a humongous spread. I'm still I'm taking um, it. I think App State covers. NC State is in the end zone, by the way. Look at that. Oh, man. All right. Touchdown. Probably people, this appears to be riveting when <laughs> yeah, people listen to this tomorrow and the game's already over. Um, yes, App State keeps rolling along. They're still in the mix for that, you know, that, that bold bid. It depends because the teams from the American all have to play each other. I think Cincinnati and Memphis might have to play like back-to-back weeks. Did um, they already play so once? That would... No, they pl- Memphis played SMU. Oh, that's right. And since Cincinnati's basically in because UCF lost again, so uh, they're on they're on easy street there. Uh, next game, Texas A and M traveling to Georgia. This one is intriguing. Georgia is a thirteen point favorite here. Uh, this is another hedge situation for me as I had Georgia with two losses uh, on the season. Uh, 13 feels like a lot of points, doesn't it? I yeah, No, not when you're playing Kellen Mond. I, I don't know. <laughs> he has not been good. And when he has been good, he has not been consistently good. He Not good on the road either. He scares me. I'm taking the dogs. Uh, I am going to take Texas A&M just because I just – like I haven't seen – and even last week's game, which, by the way, I got some tweets saying, oh, how could you pick Auburn? I mean, Auburn almost came back, and, and it just Georgia just doesn't have the blowout gene in them. So, you know, 13, I wish it was 14, but uh, I still think they win, but I think it might be a little closer than 13. Uh, Michigan traveling to Indiana. This one is a sort of a trap game, has a trap game-ish line. Michigan only a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Rob, what do you think? Give me the Wolverines. I, I cannot believe I'm picking. Oh wow! I would take Indiana <laughs> if Penix was healthy and playing. I think they're a much different team without him. Uh, I know the other quarterback has been good at times, and I just see don't don't you just see this building towards Ohio State, Michigan? Like it just seems like a win that they would get. Uh, so there's at least some intrigue in next week's game. Maybe Ohio State plays Penn State close. Maybe Shea looks good. Uh, because, you know, as much as I'm down on Shea, and I don't think he's a great quarterback, he does have games where he looks good. It's not like he's complete garbage. He's a fine player. Uh, he's just not as high as we ranked him <laughs> a fine player. I think Michigan can cover this. Yeah, last week against the vaunted Michigan State defense, he was 24 of 33 for 384 and three and four touchdowns. So... Uh, he had a really big game last week. So I'm going to take Michigan as well, even though, like you said, I like Indiana as well. I wish our boy Penix could stay healthy, man. I know. <laughs> I know because, man, he's a good player. But, you know, he's still young. He's got a t- couple more years there. All right. Uh, Texas traveling to Baylor. We talked a lot about Texas already. I guess we should have saved it for <laughs> this game uh, segment. Baylor dropped a 14th, by the way, after uh, blowing that game to Oklahoma last week. What a choke job. Did you watch it? No, I saw the beginning of it and then I changed it. And by the time I saw anything else was happening, it was over. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a real, it was one of those games where when it got to be like 31, 17, you were like, uh Oh, <laughs> it was kind of like the Kansas state game. Like remember how Oklahoma came like roaring back and you just like felt the, yep. the momentum. This time it, it was it. just like, right. Exactly. Um, all right, uh, Baylor's a six-point favorite, and I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, I'm also rolling with the Bears. I, I think Matt Rule. I, I can't believe he's not getting more buzz about the Florida State job or any other job, but I think he's one of the I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. Oh uh, yeah, maybe he. You know, we don't know what his contract is. Oh, oh man, thanks, Adam Gorney. <laughs> uh, that was a text from him dinging through on my computer. Um, uh, I think he, we don't know his contract. He's at a private school. So I mean, and, you know, I know he just got an extension. So maybe it's just like a non-starter. Maybe he's got like a huge buyout or something. Uh, but he's a really good coach. I personally think when he leaves, it'll probably be for an NFL job. Um, all right. UCLA traveling to USC cross town. They both wear the old home jerseys in this one. USC at 13 and a half point favorite. Last year, I cashed nicely on this one with the old UCLA money line uh, towards the end of the year. And I'm going to take UCLA again. Last week's game, I'm sure you didn't watch Baylor, Utah, or excuse me, Utah, uh, UCLA. But UCLA had its chances. They had a couple of really bad turnovers and it kind of opened the, the door for the floodgates. So, no, this is the, this is the win the last one for Clay Helton game. This is, uh, I mean, it's crazy. They've won what they've won four of the last five. He's won three in a row or something like that. I still think he's getting fired, but if they, they could win eight games, right? They got seven wins right now. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're almost as good as uh, Iowa State. Oh, seven right behind them. So if they win this, they have eight wins. And I'm not saying he's going to keep his job because he's probably not going to. But I think that the players can convince themselves that maybe he's going to keep his job if they win this game. Because then if certain teams lose, they could possibly back into the Pac-12 title game, right? I mean, that the math on that works out. I'm not saying it will happen. I think they need Utah to lose and something else to happen. But No, they just need Utah to lose once and they're in. So, no, I, I think there's win. motivation here. I think that Slovis is playing great. I think that he's going to be the quarterback next year even when JT is healthy. Uh, I think USC is going to win this game. I think they're going to win by a lot. Give me the Trojans. All right, so we're head-to-head in that one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to see. We, obviously, we have our uh, fired coach content uh, that we always have to have ready. Big shout to the Vanderbilt AD, by the way, for for coming out and saying that they were keeping Mason. Yeah, it really uh, saved before us I started trouble, writing. Huh? Yeah, I was already like – I was like dreading. I was like, oh, I got to write that Vanderbilt stuff. Um, so, so that was a big shout. But uh, I don't know. It seems like he's getting fired no matter what. But if they go eight and four – but this is their last game of the year, by the way. They got shafted on the old bye week. They just lost a bye week instead of having it. They have it the last week of the season. Yeah, the question is, how long do they wait to fire him if they're going to? I mean, they're not, I don't. Their banquet is Monday. They said, so I don't think they're firing. Well, I thought him. you said it was Sunday night. I thought he oh, said yeah, it was Sunday night. So they'll, Sunday wait, night so. so they'll wait until Monday to fire him. Yeah, that was the that seemed to be the message we got on. Sources close to the program. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I still think they're winning this game. Uh, okay. All right. Moving on. SMU traveling to Navy. Navy got just the doors blown off of that. I hate, yeah, hate, Notre hate Dame to see line. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big loss for you. Navy's a three and a half point favorite at home. Uh, I'm going to take SMU. Give me the old uh, Pony Express here to cover that three and a half. Yeah, as the world's foremost hater of the service academies, I will uh, also take SMU. Three and a half, though, is it? It shows that they think Navy is the better team, regardless. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for the Army form- Navy game. <laughs> oh yeah, boy! I can't wait to tweet about the option. Uh, Purdue traveling to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a twenty-four and a half point favorite. Purdue has been semi-frisky. They're four and six somehow, even though they're without half their team. Uh, formerly the greatest coach ever. Uh, Jeff Brom prior to Matt Campbell taking the Yeah, what happened to the hat? He's kept his team in it. Best six-loss team in the country. That's right. That's the narrative, huh? Uh, (laughs) So uh, I am going to take Purdue. I I still don't think Wisconsin is good. You know, what happened to Rondell Moore might come back? Like that was fed to me for like four or five weeks, and then it's just (laughs) not going to happen, huh? I think he shut her down. I think he was like, look, man, I'm hurt. And you know those hamstring injuries, you, all it takes is one little tweak uh, in their back. I'm so, taking Wisconsin. Purdue's going to lay down. I think so. With bowl eligibility, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the thing down. is they don't have good players. I just see a lot of Jonathan Taylor. I, I just I just can't see this being close. Yep. One of the, the injuries didn't get enough pub was uh, when Purdue lost their linebacker. That really seemed to that really seemed to affect him. I know they were talking about him being a draft pick as well. So, but uh, give me give me the old Boilermakers. I did uh, I did hit on their season under uh, very early. Uh, so big shout to them. But yeah, I don't think Rondale's coming back. I think he's taking the season off. Load management. Which, by the way, how were you paying attention on the rankings call when it, when I kept making that point? No, I think I may have been asleep. <laughs> so. The amount of players that are just not just just don't play anymore is this seems to be at an all time high. As far as like getting ready for the NFL, no, like high schoolers that just they're like, ah, oh, he didn't play this season. I'm like, what do you mean he didn't? Oh play? no, that's been happening down he... here forever. That's the Robert Burns rule, where he just didn't play in games. <laughs> and you know what? None incredible. of those guys end up being good in college. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that was my point. Was that like? What are we doing? We're doing load management in high school and a couple other analysts. You know how sometimes I'll just hammer a point into the ground of those rankings yeah. calls over and over and over again. A couple of the other analysts getting a little tired of uh, old wood well, dogs. I don't mind load management and I understand it. But in high school, when you show up to watch these guys and they're like, no, he's not here. I'm like, okay, he's not playing or he's not here? It's like, no, he's, he ain't here. <laughs> okay, just didn't come to the game? Nobody was going to give me a heads um, up? Yeah, he had an emergency. He couldn't make it. Um, he had a dentist appointment. It's 8.30 at night. 
<laughs> has some business to attend to, as we were told. I forgot uh, about that one. <laughs> yeah, I so showed up at a game once and was told by the coach that the wide receiver that I was there to see was not in attendance because he had some business to attend to. <laughs> yeah, I had some business to attend to. Oh, so, man. Uh, Memphis traveling to USF. Memphis, a 14 and a half point favorite. Uh, USF can. Whoa, jeez. Was, was that your yes, phone? Indeed. USF continues to be very frisky down the stretch here, and I'm going to take them to cover that uh, spread at home. Who are the, here, I missed the whole thing. My phone was falling. Cincinnati. Oh, at no, USF. give me Cincinnati. I, what's, what's, what's USF's record right now? Six, uh, four and so six. Charlie Strong's done, right? That's it. This is it. I don't know. Are they like I said, they've actually looked. They've actually looked frisky. By the way, it's not. It's not Cincinnati. It's Memphis. Sorry, no. I said they played Cincinnati. In that case, I'm definitely. I'm still. I'm still not taking USF. I'm taking Memphis. By the way, Cincinnati over the past few weeks, uh, they smoked UConn, but in between that, they they won forty six to forty three against ECU and twenty to seventeen against USF. Really. Yeah, so they've been a little—they've been a little sleepwalking-ish, uh, but we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about them later. Uh, Arkansas traveling to LSU. LSU a forty-two and a half point favorite. We're in the, the vaunted SEC here with a forty-two and a half point. I mean, LSU spread. might as well be playing Wofford, right? This is their kind of their Wofford game. Yeah, I'm taking LSU big time. Forty-two. Right? Man, I—I've got like a hair up me that wants to take Arkansas here. Because I just don't think LSU is going to take. I think I'm going to take Arkansas. I think I think they can keep it within 35. <laughs> well, you know they got the new. They've had a. They've had two weeks with the new coach. Yeah, or the, yeah, interim. the interim in there. I, I'm taking. I'll give me the Razorbacks. All right, Temple traveling to Cincinnati. We were just talking about it. Cincinnati, a 10 point favorite. Temple, another one of these hot and cold teams. I think they lost to U to UCF by like a hundred, and then they've played really close with. With everybody else, so um, yeah, they beat two. They're coming off back-to-back wins over USF and Tulane. So, what do you think? You know, Temple. When I watched the last Temple game, I watched the whole way through. It was early in the season when they blew Maryland's doors off, uh, and I was impressed by them at that time. I've seen the scores since. I, I'm going to ride with the Owls. I think I, I, I'm going to give me Temple. All right, I'm going to take Cincinnati just because. I mentioned they've been struggling. I think they bounce back and uh, play well at home. And I think Temple's a different team on the road uh, versus at home, despite uh, Manny Diaz's influence from his 10 days as a coach there. Uh, TCU traveling to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, an 18-point favorite. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I I think TCU is secretly bad, and people are just used to TCU being decent. So uh, that's why it's not a bigger line. Give me the Sooners. TCU has been like they've been sort of floundering for a couple of years now. They don't, yeah, they don't really have a quarterback. I, they, you know, Alex Dalton walked out on them in the middle of the season. The defense isn't as good as the defense usually is. It, I think they get a lot of credit for having Gary Patterson and having the TCU brand name when the numbers don't really back it up. I, I, I don't know. At least the last couple of years, they are they're floundering. They seem like a program kind of you know not on the rise certainly. Uh, and I think Oklahoma's due to blow some of these doors off, so this is it. All right, Utah traveling to Arizona. This is the Pac-12 after dark, 10 p.m. Uh, Utah is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. Sometimes these games in Arizona at night, and we'll talk about it with the next game as well, they can be they can be tricky. So 22 and a half is a big number. What do you think? Man, Arizona is bad. They, I mean, can you remember? Remember when Khalil Tate was? I, I just—it's so weird how that's happened. If it was someone or what, what exactly happened? But he's bad now, as is the rest of the team. Give me Utah. I, I think Utah's got more talent. I think they're better coached. I, I think that they'll beat them by a lot. Yeah, Utah's kind of rolling right now. I know it's like I said. I I do worry about these these road games at night in the Arizona's. I just I've seen it happen plenty of times over the years. But the way Tyler Huntley's playing, I think they're kind of clicking on all cylinders. Oh boy, Georgia Tech about to score another touchdown here. <laughs> 20, 28 to 10. Um, uh, we skipped over a game. I skipped Oregon uh, traveling to Arizona State and another nighttime Arizona situation. Going to be a, a nice and toasty game. I think I'm going to take Arizona State to cover that 14 point spread. 
Arizona State's lost like four games in a row or something, and including one to Oregon State. I have no, I have no faith in this program to cover. Anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you lose four in a while in a row, and the last one it's the Beavers, it's it's tough sledding. Uh, give me Oregon. I think Oregon wins this easy. Well, the thing is, like, I know. I'm I'm sort of like I don't know if I'm jaded by every single promo on ESPN being like oh Herman the boys it's like well Herman the boys aren't good they were at one well Herman the boys beat Michigan State ten to seven it's one of their wins uh, they slipped by Cal uh, and they beat a struggling Washington State team and they lost every game since so I <laughs> I don't need much more motivation to take for yeah I mean, looking back that loss to Colorado looks really bad. Um, they beat sack 19 to seven. Throw out the record. They get together with sack, the Sacramento state Hornets. What a game. All right. Yeah. I'm taking, you know what you talked me into it. I'm switching. Give me the ducks. I'm changing. I mean, there's no reason to think Arizona state. Remember when I picked them to win the pac 12, but win their division before the season, that was, I missed. Forgot about that. Proud of that. We need to go back to where we made fun of her methods every week. Those were the good days. All right, last but not least, Boise State traveling to Utah State. Boise, a nine-point favorite. Give me the old Broncos. Utah State, another fraudulent. What to talk about fraud? All right. Jordan Love is the Matt Campbell of quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, <that's what> <laughs> Who's going to – and they just tell us that he's like an NFL guy, but I watch him and he's not. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing something. Maybe these other people are. I just don't think I've ever seen him be good. Okay, Jordan Love. Have you do, ever, do you want to hear some stats on Jordan Love? Which, by the way, I think he got hurt at the end of the game. The last game I was watching them play, our boy Henry Columbia was in the game. Uh, Who's probably better quarterback, to be honest. Okay, so Jordan Love this season, 13 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. <laughs> Are we st- and we're still going to draft him in the first round? Oh, now that Tua got hurt. Yeah, yeah, probably. Moving on up. No, sorry. Who are they playing? They're, I, I just heard Utah State. Boise somewhere. at Utah State. Oh, uh, yeah. Give me the Broncos. All right. So, Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. <laughs> sure, we'll be seeing a lot from him in the NFL. Uh, real quick, let's run down some old topics. Uh, Tua, did you hear he got injured? I had heard something. Who do you blame, Rob? Uh, I think it was orchestrated by Mac Jones. <laughs> Yeah, boy, if we could pull back some of those text messages, you never know. Um, yeah, no kidding. I could go deep in the yard. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of like, oh, why was he in the game? It was the second quarter, you know? Yeah, I don't – I mean, it's real. I mean, I understand that everybody's protecting players these days, and you kind of have to do it, A, because they're unpaid, and I get it, and also B, because if you don't, people kill you on the internet. <laughs> but I, I don't know. You're right. It's the second quarter. I – I don't really. It's not like Saban had him in there up seventy five points in the fourth quarter. I it's it's whatever. I I don't think that there needs to be any outrage on this one. I don't blame anybody. Well, like the last two weeks, by the way, when late in the Oregon games, they people. I mean, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. I, I thought we we're going to run down on the field and tackle Herbert themselves to get him out of the game a couple of weeks ago. It's just like this is that's the new thing too. Why is this person in the game? Why? It's like okay. Let's just relax. It, injuries happen. It's football. What are you going to do? I mean, do, do you think Nick Saban anticipated him having the freak dislocated hip injury? No. Yeah, and if he did, he probably wouldn't have had him. Right, injury. exactly. You know, it's, yeah, Nick Saban doesn't want to hurt his best player, I promise right. you. I promise you that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is a funny uh, outside-the-line storylines update. Jeffrey Carter, do you remember him? No. Okay, Jeffrey Carter was the guy who went on, who was supposed to go on the visit to Oklahoma, and then said he his dad got a flat tire, so he couldn't make it. And like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like five hours later, was like big announcement and committed to Texas A and M. Okay, so he ended up not going to Texas A and M. Ended up flipping to Alabama. Yeah, another flat tire incident happened. So. So, so, so he he goes he goes to Alabama where he promptly plays in three games, by the way, and then after three games gets suspended, and then this week he entered the transfer portal, uh, which he announced by himself on Twitter. But it reminded me there was a lot of people 
uh, who have interest in Alabama football, who could, who would not stop whining about his ranking when he was in high school. At this point, I was in charge of Texas, right? Yep. I remember. So he was hurt. He was another load management guy. Speaking of which didn't play his whole senior season, got hurt. Then was supposed to show up at the Under Armour game. It was hurt and couldn't play or went, you know, he did bottom line. We ranked him. He was a five-star other places. We ranked him uh, a four-star outside the 250. And this dude, when he was ranked, let's look at the timeline. August 17th, 2018, at Rivals. Y'all are funny. (laughs) July 29th, 2018, wait until Rivals fixes my rank. November 10th, 2018, Rivals needs to update my stuff. And then December 6, 2018, right before he flipped to Alabama, number three cornerback in the nation, 24-7, number four cornerback in the nation, ESPN, number 48 cornerback in the nation, Rivals. Please tell me you retweeted that, or we have to wait until he's graduated. Yeah, I did not. This, I wanted to favorite it this week. That, By the way, got 40 retweets and 638 likes when he tweeted that. And he said, I don't really care about this. It's just funny how they rank me low on purpose because I didn't go to any of their camps. Yeah, that's that's it, buddy. <laughs> uh, so then there's all these pe- – what's funny is there's all these Texas A&M fans replying to it, saying how Rivals are stupid and blah, blah, blah. And then the kid flipped like the next day to uh... – <laughs> <laughs> And the flat tire <laughs> yeah, So uh, we hope our boy Jeffrey Scooby Carter does well. He'll probably end up at Texas A&M after all. But uh, for now, we get the last laugh, uh, you know, in terms of the way things uh, panned out with him at Alabama. And believe me, the text messages I sent to people who had things to say to me last year, because there was a lot of, he's the number one guy in Alabama's board. Yeah, I get that a lot too. I think we may be talking about the same person. So anyway, moving on, Scott Frost signs a two-year extension, contract extension, and it was all over, he was... Signed through 2024, and now he's signed through 2026. And somehow it became this thing that it was a message to recruits. Recruits out there know Scott Frost isn't going anywhere. Yeah, because recruits pay attention to contract right. numbers. You know, I, I can walk, I'll walk off at the next seven on seven on Matt and be like, how many years does Dan Mullen have left on his contract? I'm sure they'll know. I mean, not one, exactly, not one person, not one recruit, I promise you, knows whether Scott Frost's contract is up in 2024 or 2026, and none of them are paying attention to if he signs a stupid two-year extension. This is because they're just going to fire him whenever they want anyway, too. So what? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it, and I just saw a ton of stories about it. It's not that it does nothing to help recruiting. Like, do you remember when when Dabo Sweeney told that recruit that Urban Meyer might be retiring soon, and everyone flipped out? And then Urban Meyer retired like a year later. Yep. I mean, the kids are going to believe whatever they want. (laughs) Yeah, whatever anybody tells them, really. Right. Like if you say, if you say, you know, even when Georgia Tech was running a triple option, and you're a receiver, you'd be like, well, what do you think about a receiver going to play in a triple option? Uh, They told me when I get there, they're going to throw throw it way more. (laughs) Yeah, I believe Well, that's like, and, and you know, I kind of have some sympathy for these people that write those stories because when I was working in media and not covering recruiting, I was that mark where I would just like, you know, I was lazy. It's an easy story. I'd write it because I didn't really understand it. But if you work in recruiting, you kind of get it now where it's like these kids don't know anything. They don't pay attention. They don't watch first take. They don't pay. They don't read, you know, the local newspaper. They don't care. <laughs> and I think that people just think that they're also students of the game or something, or they read the news like, like adults do, and they just simply don't. They have better things to do. Yeah, they, they're too busy trying to, like, chase girls and get cool sneakers. and <laughs> like, Yeah, you know, everything that you do. Right. Hasn't they, they don't care about – I did not – well, of course, I was bringing Duck U. Brooks song, signs to games when I was, like, 13, but that's why I'm a dork uh, – Sports reporter. Yeah, I'm sure there are some that are that are into it, right? But the great majority of them do not pay attention to any of these news. Ah, speaking of which, this this reminds me. Uh, so I went to a game last week in Chattanooga, and I was in the press box, and there were these two guys who were like calling the game for like the local school radio station, I guess. It's one of these like yeah. private boarding schools, 
And one of the guys says, oh, you work for Rivals? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, are you Woody? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so great. What a nice kid. Uh, Future dork of America. Uh, It was so, we were having a great time because the one section's fans, clearly like the parents were drinking, which by the way, have you noticed how many drunk parents are at games? Man, yeah, and in private schools, it's the worst. I, I went to a, I won't name the private school, and you know it's their prerogative, if, especially if they're driving their kid home. I went to a midnight madness event for one of the private schools down here in Miami, and so they they do this thing where they do a kickoff and they practice at midnight, just like you know basketball games or whatever. And the entire nobody was in there except for the players and the coaches because every parent was in the parking lot drinking hard liquor. I got stopped like six times on my way from the parking lot to the to the event by parents that recognized me, you know, they're all offering me booze. It's like, no, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. That's why they were there. It's like a parent social. So there's like a dead giveaway if, you, if they have two cups or a red cup in general. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If any type of cup situation, it, it definitely raises an eyebrow. And that, uh, that was, there was a guy with two, two styrofoam cups. I think they go to the concession stand and they ask for a cup of ice. So yeah, they can then, or, or some kind of seltzer water, right? Kind of so they could then mix their drinks in the stands. But I mean, this guy, I was trying to. The other thing is, I was trying to film him the whole game uh, because he was cussing stuff and really accurate. <laughs> and also, the, the other thing is, these local rate, these high school radio guys for the own school somehow got banished to the visiting press box, which is where I was sitting. So the kid is like, you know, yelling "touch dead" for like the home team. And all these drunk parents clearly are ready to like fight this kid. Um, <laughs> the, the home team was called the Blue Tornadoes, and the one drunk guy kept calling them the Blue Toilets. <laughs> I notice it more at private schools because some of these parents have like old Miss tailgate setups for high school football games, where they've got TVs and you know six coolers and a tent and two grills. Like, the game, the I, game lacked for nine one two in Kentucky someone had a fire pit in the parking lot within a hundred meters of the field, a live burning fire. Like it's conceivable that the ball could have ended up in this fire. (laughs) That's a portable fire pit. So uh, anyway, did you see the fake FGCU scholarship story? I did see those. Yeah. I saw the stories. I saw the offers and they were coming out because our friend Larry was retweeting all of them thinking they were real offers. Okay. So when they came out, I actually texted one to you and I showed you that it said club football, right? Yeah. On the top. So there was, you know, it it turned into be, it was like a national story today, which by the way, uh, our former co-host Nick Kruger is an alum of FGCU. I used to also cover FGCU and uh, right before the old Dunk City era. But I noticed that, like, Nick, by the way, said that it was fake news. And the coach was clear that they weren't real offers. But it's just crazy that, like, we it had to get to that point that this. Yeah, but you can't send out, even if it's, even if you tell them that, you can't send out graphics and say official football offer when you're a club team. Like, you just, you can't do that. Because, you know, the kids, all they want it for is to go to Twitter. And how do you not know that this is going to come back on you? Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely very weird. Like the whole, but that's the problem is like, yeah, why is a, why is a club football team even out like recruiting kids via Twitter? Like, don't you just have to, doesn't a club football team just like have tryouts? Yeah, you have tryouts and whatever guy that, you know, was a really good five, six wide receiver on his high school team comes out and you, yeah, I don't know. Is it flag football? Do they tackle? No, it's tackle. So like. This used to happen a lot with uh, this used to happen a lot with like hockey uh, at FGCU. Actually, they had like a club hockey team. They'd be like, "We're the national champions." And it'd be like, "Well, yeah, but if you played like Cornell, you would lose by a hundred goals." You know? Yeah, of course. Like you're, you're not a club national championship, right? You're not a you're not a real you're not a real team. Like so. Uh, it's definitely super, it's super like fishy. I just don't, I don't know, man. I just feel, I feel bad. I'm getting so soft in my older years. It's just like these kids just want to, like you said, they just want to show off for their friends and they want to be able to go play college football. And sadly playing club football at FGCU is not it, you know? 
Yeah, and now all their friends are making fun of them for tweeting out a club soccer offer or a club football <laughs> offer. But like you could okay, so t- to provide perspective, Rob could enroll at FGCU right now and he could show up at this team and he'd be on the team. As Yeah, that'd be the best player too, goddamn. <laughs> what position what position would you play? Probably fullback, I would assume. I've got some pretty good hands. I'm hard to tackle. Uh, broad shoulders. I think I'd be a pretty good club football fullback right now. I don't think you would be good at. Do you think you'd be good at tackling? Yes. You'd be willing to throw your body around. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't care. I'm a wrecking ball. <laughs> well, right. You're a wrecking ball. I'm just saying. Yeah, tackling is. Yeah, that's why I'm fullback. I don't have to tackle anywhere. They get to try to tackle. Right, me. right. That's what I'm saying. You'd probably be more suited to play off. To, but yeah, to be a fullback would probably be better. By the way, did you see this video, which was tweeted at us by one of our listeners? About uh, Jake Fromm saying that he was like underrated. Yeah, I think I did. Did you watch it? Yeah, I didn't have any offers. No, I saw it. I was busy, but I think I saw it coming across my timeline. So he was claiming to have scholarship offers. Yeah, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me pull up and see if I can play. I think I have it. Ninth grade year of high school. I played that season. Had a little bit of success doing that. Went to some college camps. Got some college offers. And really, from that point on, just really kind of stuck with it. I was never a top-tier guy that got to pick and choose whatever school he wanted to go to. I never got a scholarship offer to come here. I was committed to another school, and then when Coach Smart got the job here, I was like, man, this is where I want to be. I'm really thankful to be a dog. Okay. He was committed to Alabama. (laughs) Jake, you were on TV when you were like eight years old in the Little League World Series hitting bombs. Tim Tebow commercial where he said nobody believed he could play college quarterback yeah. and that like, I'm like you were the number one player in the country. <laughs> so, so look, Jake, okay, so so the person who tweeted us was the uh GHSA bracket challenge. Uh and he replied, How in the hell do you let a former five-star quarterback get on camera and say he wasn't the top tier recruit who could pick and choose where he wanted to go? Then say I was committed to another school as if he was a diamond in the rough recruit for Mercer when he was committed to Alabama. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a modern day, it's a modern day Ed Reed. So here's the thing. Jake did not get offered by Georgia when uh Mark Richt was the coach. So he does have a point to some extent. But I remember going to watch him play. I mean he, he didn't just commit to, to Alabama. He committed to Alabama as like an underclassman. And yeah, I remember seeing him at Florida State's camp and Jimbo loved him. Right. But he was committed to Alabama. Right. And he was wanted by Florida State, Florida, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. I thought they were going to get him at one point. So, I mean, these were not like, I think Marshall was his first offer way back when he was like a freshman. But, I mean, I remember driving down. But So, one, <laughs> one time I drove down there for a game. I think it was his sophomore year. And I didn't book a hotel because he's from Warner Robins. So, it's like two and a half hours, right? So it's right on the edge of like no man's land of like, do I get a hotel or not? Mm-hmm. So I didn't get one. I was like, okay, I'll drive home. Well, they're handing out Skittles on the sideline of the Georgia Tech game <laughs> to the players. Uh, oh, well, it's over. What a terrible bet. Uh, but anyway, so so I'm at the game and it's, got, it's getting to be pretty late. I'm like, all right, I got to go. It's me and Tony, by the way, are there together. And uh, no. Jake Fromm's mom and dad, or dad, they came down. I think it was like towards the. Oh, it was after the game. It was like a, you know, everyone's down the field, talking to everybody, and I'm like, "Look, guys, I gotta go, man. I gotta get home. Like, I'm not gonna get home till like one or two in the morning now." And Jake Fromm's mom is like, "No, just come stay at our place." <laughs> and like, no, <laughs> to the point where she was like insistent to, to when it was. It was like she was offended when I had to keep saying no to her over and over again. She's like. She's like, what do we got? We got two spare rooms. Tony could be in one. You could be in the other. <laughs> Can you imagine how awkward that would be? Yeah, like just wake up and me come down in my boxer shorts and it's Jake Fromm. And I'm like, uh, Jake Fromm wakes up in the morning and I'm digging around his fridge complaining. Of- well, I once, got, I once got the same exact offer from Mac Jones's mother and father. <laughs> I, can't, I can't spend the night at your house. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Needless to say, I did not spend. I think Tony might have taken him up on the deal. <laughs> We need to have Tony on the podcast. 
<laughs> Tony might have Tony might have stayed the night at the Fromm house, but that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me uh, in the least. So that was the that's definitely like our underrated tweet of the week. We did have a tweet uh, recently. Oh, oh, here's what I want to talk about. Sorry, did you see the story about South Carolina's president where he gave an interview with a newspaper saying that he called Florida State about how to manage a sizable buyout for the coach? No. Okay, so their new president, they have a relatively new president. He gave an interview and said, yeah, we called Florida State to talk to them about, you know, how you handle firing a coach with a big buyout. Okay, that's paraphrased by me. Then he had to come out later and give a quote and say, earlier this week, I had a lengthy conversation with reporters and editors from the Florence Morning News about our university and the importance of keeping it affordable and accessible to the people of South Carolina. In the course of that interview, I was asked several questions about the football program, including one about Coach Muschamp that I misinterpreted. I misspoke and the mistake was mine. And I apologize for any confusion uh, my comments may have created. Our athletic director and I support Will Muschamp and we look forward to him being our coach next year and for seasons to come. So they're firing him. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be ready for that one now, too. I hope they listen. I hope they don't fire him because that's as I told Lackford in another thread. Where, so Lackford thinks that Florida State's going to hire uh, Mark Stoops now, and I was like, that's going to create a lot of work for me. And uh, now he, he was like, oh, it won't be that much work. I'm like, Dave, you have no idea, man. Because if if they fire Stoops, this by the way, we're we're approaching the time we we warned Lackford. We're about a week away from all of the work we've done for the last year and a half yeah. going out the window. Including Jalen Knighton will probably be committed to Miami by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah. Is that where he's going now? Remember when he's going to go to Clemson? What yeah, happened? They he waited took, too uh, long? Bowman and they took uh, somebody else. They took the guy from up from yeah. Nick Chubb's hometown. Anyway, he's going to Miami. Uh, well, they, uh, so there you have it. Scoop breaking. Uh, when do you think he's going to commit? We'll see. So anyway, Will Muschamp might get fired. He might not, but I just like, it's just amazing. And the big shout to the Florence morning news. Cause I used to do that same trick when I worked at the Naples daily news and some big shot would roll through town and I would ask him questions just to try to get my stories. Yeah, and I never think that anybody's going to read that. It's like, they forget the internet exists. <laughs> right they're like oh yeah it's just me and woody sitting in a room and the, i remember when uh dave brandon the athletic director of michigan told me that it was right when that fab five documentary came out and i was like so dave do you have any plans to put those banners back up and he's like no we'll never put the banners back up <laughs> and then i wrote the story michigan ad says he won't put banners back up and then it was Jeez. national news you know just walked right into the old womack trap charmed him to death i I did want to tell that I wanted to tell the story about the coach who made his team clean up the trash in the bleachers. I can't find that tweet though. I'm tr- I had it. I had it pulled up, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I had it pulled up. I'm trying to find it. Let's see. Oh, by the way, did I did I or did I not call John Reese? Yes, probably you saw this fest. one coming. Just everywhere. I'm not sure what Plumlee will ultimately become, but I love watching that dude play quarterback. It's an experience. Yeah, Adam Kramer. Direction. John Reese Plumlee, are you kidding me? Fourth rushing TD of the game. Ole Miss now trails. So what's going to happen to our boy Matt Corral? Rebels first start five star challenge fame. Uh, I think he's going to be. Not corralled. He's going to go into the transfer portal. My guess would be, where does Matt Corral end up? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if if he, of course, he was committed to USC forever. So I don't know. I don't know where he ends up, but my guess would be he transferred. He's still, people thought he was going to transfer right away. And uh, instead, he did not. And now people are wondering. He definitely will after the season, but... Him and Plumlee seem to be friends, and he's been, you know, relatively supportive of him. Oh, we had this of clip course. of Matt Campbell. Do you want me to play it? Okay. Let's go to the tape of Matt Campbell. This was sent in to us by a listener. Our job, a legacy is defined by do you better that jersey and do you leave this thing in a better place? Okay? It's not about rings. It certainly isn't about rings. It's not about trophies. 
It's not about being up in the up in your picture up here. That's not what it is. It's about weaving and making a difference in the lives of others. That's a legacy. And what you're doing is weaving a powerful legacy. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I can't wait to get back is to he, work with you on Monday. Is he but, talking about himself? It's about weaving. Yeah, I know. But I mean, he's talking to his team. You know, if it was about rings and trophies, we wouldn't know his name. He's left. <laughs> that much. Well, so yeah, I thought, do we think he's leaving? That's I was what I'm saying. Is he talking about himself? It better than yeah, he I think he's it. definitely leaving. I, I just, I don't think it'll work at Florida State if that's the destination. I don't think he's going to Florida yeah, State. The Florida State fans still think they have Bob Stoops for some reason. Like, there's nothing you can tell these people that will make them believe that, that Bob Stoops is not coming to Tallahassee. Okay, so the tweet of the week this week I had was uh, Patrick Queen tweeted, you know, he who is a starting middle linebacker for LSU, looking for a Disney Plus yes. password, which I'm sure you saw a lot on your from the recruit yep. world asking for that Disney Plus. So Jacoby Stevens, former five star and the starting safety for LSU, retweets him and said, "Bro, it's eight dollars. <laughs> Pay for your own SMH." <laughs> Which I really enjoyed. And that's me a lot of the times. Uh, you know, I, I really get mad. You, and you know, you, you asked me for passwords. And I definitely yeah, sometimes I I get, definitely it like an get mad about it, don't I? Oh, in the case of ESPN Plus, before right. I bought my own, I was, I was having to pay you. <laughs> well, yeah, I usually will solicit a donation. Because it's like, look, I don't mind giving you the pay. Here's the thing. It, plus, if I've already given you the password and you have to ask for me it again, well, what's the password, Woody? I'm like, come on, I already gave it to you. Um, so, he, oh, I found the trash story. So this is combines a lot of our favorite topics because Boy, coaches they, like to talk or to no, janitors. They don't lie about talking to janitors. They don't actually How like about you? How about cut out the middleman and make, them make be the, the players janitors? The uh, okay, so this was two weeks ago. This is in Tennessee. Fairly High School played Adamsville at Christian Brothers High School tonight. Directly after their 36 to nothing win, Fairly head coach, I'm Coach Gene, which is his Twitter, good, good Twitter handle, had his team walk straight from the field to the bleachers to clean the stands as a thank you to CBHS. And let's hear what he had to say about it. These people, they were fresh enough to let them, to them, to them, to them, to them to clean them, to walk the stands right here. Make sure they were clean. <laughs> and the players are... <laughs> after, a long, after a long day of, of people giving... A lot of long day of my team giving each other concussions. I like to make them, I like to make them clean the stands. Because their parents can't be trusted to do this. Is that is that the gist here? Is their parents their parents First can't be trusted all, to do it, so they have to do it. No offense, but this private school that they're at, Christian Brothers High School in Memphis, I think they could find someone that could clean up the stands. You know, like I think they got under control. Also, like you said, yeah, you're cleaning up after your own fans. Your own fans can't just throw their stuff in the trash. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the worst part is that, you know, he's done it for Twitter, obviously. There was somebody filming. This wasn't done to instill any kind of message because I don't know what the message is. It's That was definitely done so coaches could retweet it. Well, the clip got 181 retweets and 887 Uh He's a shining example to his team. How about that? Uh, of course he oh. is. Oh, here we go. Of course, there's a troll. Of course, there's a troll in the comments. Good to see, uh, what was the other team's name? Adamsville. Good to see Adamsville making appearances in the Memphis News, even though the story isn't about them. And they got shut out. <laughs> Burn. Uh, you showed them Jackson Majors, Prairie View basketball graduate assistant coach. <laughs> Did at least the coaches go help clean up or they just make the kids do it? No, nah, it just looks like the kids are doing right, it. Sat there and filmed them, right? First class, hashtag class act, class act. This is awesome, class act. Oh, hashtag awesome sauce. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's end it on awesome sauce. Okay. All right. Uh, real quick before we move on, I did have the, before we sh- we wrap it up, where are we at on that? Or oh, 59 minutes. Okay. Oh, wait. We did have, we, we had a, like, a, like an hour five. Um, 
did have a party at the house this weekend, Rob. You did? Oh, that's right. I knew you did. I had a big party. <laughs> By the way, no wonder nobody's buying food for parties. Chick-fil-A catering, really, an arm and a leg. For I probably dropped about 300 bones. <laughs> Mac and cheese, 100 bucks for like a 20-person serving. Now you're not supposed to be using that stuff anyway. It's supposed to be going Popeye's, right? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Popeye's does that kind of catering. But uh, anyway, needless to say, uh, people were impressed. And he said it was it, it's worth his it. party food of all time. Yeah, a lot of people said, Woody, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a delicious, delicious first class party. By the way, it's 28. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's 28 to 20, Georgia Tech. Yeah, it doesn't matter. NC State making a big comeback here. Put in Jordan Yates, please. Um, all right, that wraps it up for us. I had a great party. Didn't invite one one person, uh, other people. <laughs> I just have no friends, flat out. If you live in Atlanta and want to be my friend, uh, tweet at me. I'll vet you for him. Yeah, because I got nothing. So uh, that wraps it up. Rob and I, let's see. We'll probably be back on Sunday. We're probably going to have a coach get fired, right? Yeah, Clay Helton, I'm sure, will be fired on Sunday night. Right. That's yeah. Sun- Sunday or Monday, we might be back with the old Helton firing story. Until then, uh, thanks for listening. And M Deuce, what do you want? Some you want some serious heat, or do you want West Coast? Oh, West Coast instrumental. West Coast instrumental. Let's let's red with you know. Let's dance with who brung us. All right, play us out, M Deuce. <laughs>